we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. The media is 100% control. But even more important than that, they want you angry about something you're not responsible for. And they want you to forget what you are responsible for. Yeah. They want you chasing a fight to ignore your own fight. I'm not looking for a lot of hand claps because I know some folks are very emotional right now. You're very emotional, but your cause of emotion is not what you saw on TV. It's where you are in life. Yeah, but that's what they want. They want to manipulate you and get you focused on what you saw on. And I said this in my second video, I think TV is TV. People watch, so the reason why they even put reality TV on is to get you used to thinking that you were seeing what is real. Even though reality TV is scripted, they want you to think you're seeing what's real so that when they want to manipulate certain events and different things, they can and you won't question it because you're so used to thinking that you're seeing what is real. Does that make sense? That's why reality, why wasn't reality TV popular 30 years ago? You know why reality TV wasn't popular 30 years ago? Because there were more men in homes 30 years ago. And men will tell his family, that's not real. Take the man out the home. The woman is already emotional. She's already struggling. So when she sees it, she wants to live a life outside of her struggle. So she's led and motivated by what she sees in the media. So as soon as they cause a chain of events and mess with racism, homosexuality, lesbianism, whatever, whatever the issue is, the woman is going to be the one that's going to get emotional or the effeminate man. But the woman is the one that's going to get emotional and hit the streets to protest. This is why all of the groups that do the protesting are led by women. Jesse and I don't even show up no more. It's all women. Because they know you're emotional. The same reason the devil went to Eve. To manipulate her emotions. To cause man to eat. So they know as long as the women are watching it, the women are going to get angry and think about their child. Yeah, they could not have done this 30 years ago. No, it would not have worked because men would have watched it and been like, I think I need to worry about my neighborhood first. Let, we need to, in our house, let's, let's pray about this and then let's deal with what's going on in our house. I'm not running to a protest without first protesting for what's mine. The dudes out there protesting in wife beaters and grills and earrings. Why ain't you at work? Ain't it work time? You don't, you, you don't have time to protest. You're supposed to be at work. You don't have a job. Racism. Ra How do you experience racism without a job? That's where it happens. Racism happened on the job. Why are you not at work? So it's a lot that's going on and they are straight, straight playing the American people. I, I wrote a blog Friday while I was in Chicago 
And uh, I just wrote a blog and posted it. I wasn't thinking anything of it. Looked up, it had a thousand shares. Went viral. I started getting contacted by media outlets and different ones wanting a statement. Then this thing, I don't ever understand. Why do you want a statement? And I just made the statement. <laughs> they want a statement so they can take what you told them and say you said something else. They won't use my blog as a statement because it's written. So I'm like, use the blog. And, and people started talking about it or whatever. But all I was really highlighting was what's really going on in our community and trying to get people to calm down. Calm down. Stay out of the streets. There's enough issues in your family right now that you can march about and protest. These dudes leading protests, where are your children? By all them baby mamas. Why ain't you protesting that? Protest some child support. Abortion. Why are you not at the abortion rally? What about the black on black crime rally? Why are we looking, why are we mad at isolated events and not mad at what's occurring every day in our community? And why are our kids, why are our black men always in the hands of the cops? Let's put the injustice aside. Why are they always in the cops' hands? Why are you always being accosted by them? Why aren't you at work? Yeah, they're not coming on the job and randomly shooting black men. They're not walking in schools and random, randomly shooting black men. They're not in the grocery store randomly shooting black men. It's always someone breaking the law, putting themselves in that position. Now, I'm not saying it's right that they get shot or anything. That's wrong. But if we can keep our men out of the streets... We can solve the problem or at least make it better. See, the elephant in the room is fatherlessness. And this is what none of them are going to talk about. Where are the fathers? Where I'm tired of seeing women crying. Where are the fathers? Where are the men demanding justice? The fathers of these kids that are whose lives are lost. And why does the only time the, the, the father and the mother come together is when the kid is shot? Yeah, I know, I, I know this is tough for some people. And I know, you, I, I know how emotions work. And I know how the media works. And I, I know. I, I know how they do it. I know all of that. I studied all of that stuff. So I understand how they can, you know, take your mind somewhere and nobody can bring it back. You feel a certain way. And you want to be angry, but you wanted to be angry anyway. This is the catalyst for you to express your anger because you're displeased with where you are in society. Contentment does not birth this. It doesn't. Contentment makes when you see events like this, you go to looking at yourself. You look at your family. What do I need to do to better my situation? Amen. So that's what we need to do as a community. I'm, I'm about to talk about it in this, in this message, but look at somebody said we need to understand the times. You got to understand the times. It's very important. This is very important where we are right now. Understand where we are right 
now. I was speaking in Chicago and I was doing uh, Pop Life Friday night. And as I was doing the message, there was a guy that came in and sat on the second row, he and his girlfriend or whatever, and just a couple of strange things about him. The first thing was his wife sat on the outside of the seat and he sat on the inside. Okay, so body language, that kind of thing tells me that he's weak. Yeah, because a strong man will hold on the outside to, as a protection for his wife or girl. So that, that let me know he was effeminate or he had some man issues. And then he kept amen and real loud everything I said. And I could hear, you know, this is not something, something's going on here. So I figured it out in my mind that he was a Hebrew Israelite. And so, and I knew Thursday, I was like, there's no way I'm going to get out of Chicago, the most insubordinate city, spiritually insubordinate city in America. I mean, Farrakhan lived there, right? So this is where the uprising of African-Americans that's been in jail always starts because that's where they recruit their members. All of these false religions, they recruit in jail. Yeah, they go to jail and get, and get folks. So I knew, I said, okay, he's some, some, something has to go down. And then Friday when I saw him in there, I said, okay, I know it's about to happen. But anyway, I was, um, as I was speaking, I got to the part in Pop Life where I was about to show, of course, the angry black folks and the Hebrew Israelites and the black power and all of that. And, and that's when the enemy, he couldn't hold it no more. So then he sat there and he, he told the pastor who's, you know, up in age guy, beautiful church up there. I mean, this church is massive. They got all kinds of stuff going on. This guy's very, you know, what I would call successful in ministry. He's done a very wonderful job with everything that he's done up in that area. The whole community knows him, everything, just a wonderful, wonderful ministry there. And so I really, I mean, I just fell in love with this, this pastor. And um, so I saw him turn around and he said, dude, you're going to have to, uh, you know, uh, chill out. You're going to have to get quiet. And the dude said, no, this is some lies and this and that. And when I saw him disrespecting this older pastor, something in me snapped. I, I, I just, I lost it. I, that was it. I, I just, I, I, I said, brother, I said, you're going to have to leave. No, see, white people and the blacks and y'all are rolling. I said, security is about to take you out. And I, so I, so I said, uh, come get him. And he had to drag the dude out of there. And the dude was yelling the whole time. The white man is tricked y'all and the Bible isn't true. And anyway, he got out. They had to take him to his car or whatever. And, and in the whole service, everybody's eyes, everybody's just looking. Because what I didn't realize at the time was this guy just proved the point I was getting ready to make. So I hit the next slide, and I mean, I had everybody's attention at that point to understand this dude. See, and, and the thing I've learned, the thing that I've learned about people like him and this movement, this movement, they're like locusts, okay? They got to use other people's resources. That's what a locust does. He just goes places and eats up everything that you've, you've planted. And so these guys, you know, most of them, you know, don't work steady jobs. They always out of job. They don't pay their own bills. And most of them have children by multiple women. So they can't even keep up with the child support that they owe. Most of them just, you know, they're so unstable that they don't have no churches. No Hebrew Israelite meeting church. They on the street corner. So they have to come in your building when you have some people there. 
and try to preach what they believe. And so it just made me upset because we had a beautiful, I mean, this, we're having a, the message going forth. We're in this beautiful business. This, this pastor has worked hard, and you just go try to take his church and the audience that's there and use that as an opportunity for you to talk about something you saw on YouTube? Because that's all they did. They saw it. You saw it on YouTube. And so I'm just, I was so mad. Oh, the Lord had to calm me down. Because I don't like to see young guys disrespect people that have worked hard. Amen? And see, but when things like this happen, like these shootings and different things, and I'm not saying all the shootings were fake and nothing like that. I'm just saying that the media has edited them for content and they're manipulating them to manipulate you. Okay, that's what I'm saying. And I stand on that. But when all of this is going on, emotional men start rising up and popping up. Men that are led by their emotions and start speaking out against this stuff. But these are the same men that aren't being responsible in their own lives for their own people. These guys, they got a word now. They're going to stand up and speak on this issue with a life full of other issues. That's why we got to understand the times. First Chronicles 12 and 32 talks about the tribe of Issachar, children of Issachar. Now, Issachar, of course, Jacob's son, when God was handing out his blessings, he referred to Issachar as a donkey sitting between what he was carrying and resting. Basically, a guy who works and understands work and rest. Stability is what the donkey represents. So this stability in these men allowed them to be, uh, Jacob blessed them with stability in uh, Genesis. And so we understand that this tribe, the Bible tells us in First Chronicles 12 and 32, that the children of this tribe, the descendants of this tribe, which were men that had what? Understanding of the times to know what Israel what? Ought to do. The heads of them were how many? 200. And all their brethren were what? At their commandment. Very powerful. Just a small scripture. But man, I'm telling you, these dudes want to be Hebrew Israelite. They want to be a part of this, descendants of this or that. And man, they, they can't stack up with any of these three things. They don't understand the times. They don't know what they should do. And they don't follow their own leaders. Hebrew Israelites don't have leaders. They defy the very principle that iron sharpens iron and a man needs to be led. There should be pastors. They don't believe that. So they believe at any point, one of them can jump up and tell and rebuke the other. That's not order. That's chaos. That's anarchy. So we're going to talk about these three things. About the children of Issachar. Y'all still with me? I know, I know. I know emotionally. I know. And it's a spirit. It's really a spirit. It's a spirit that the, that the media actually puts over people to, to blind them of truth and to distract them. It's a spirit. You know, we watch so many movies, so much TV. We've opened up an avenue of influence 
And so when the enemy is ready to get us, make us forget the very people in our lives that love us, the very people in our lives, make us forget them and, and drop everything and go fight for an event that we're not even sure really took place the way they say. And we exert all of our energy toward that. Y'all, that's spiritual. You better understand. Look, somebody say, you better understand the times. What we are facing in this time is a departure from the faith. Many that once believed are what? Now falling away. I know pastors that's been pastoring 40, 50, 60 years asking me, what about this Hebrew stuff, man? I mean, you know, are you going to incorporate it in what you're doing? Getting up saying, you know, Jesus was really black. I mean, I don't want to go into detail, but you know he was black. Just getting up, throwing this stuff in their messages and sermons. They once believed, but because of what YouTube is saying, they're falling away. And the people are getting confused. Watching some brothers with a YouTube audience. That's the first thing I'm worried about, brother. Why do you have all that time to record all that? Because it's always long. And then, why don't you have a church? Why don't you have a building? Nobody's really, all your followers are virtual. You haven't worked, built anything. You just think you have a voice because you have a camera. You ain't take care of your own wife, your own children. Your whole family hates you, but you got a ministry online. You're addicted to sin, but you can go online and be whoever you want to be. First Timothy 4 and 1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in latter times some shall do what? They're going to do what? Depart from the faith, giving heed to what? Seducing spirits and what? Y'all, there is nothing more seducing than this Hebrew Israelite movement because they know. See, what the media has done, what YouTube has done through this movement is take what they're trying to do is take away the only thing that has kept kept African Americans in this country with some sort of contentment, and that's Jesus Christ. Jesus has been the contentment of us. Yeah, sure, we didn't like the way we were treated as African Americans, and there's discrimination and all that, but we could go into our prayer closet and talk to Jesus about it. Yeah, our faith was in Jesus. Even slaves getting beaten. Their prayer was that we would walk in freedom. They sacrificed their own freedom for fear of even being beaten to pray for us, to bring us to a place where Jesus would be our answer. Can I tell the truth in here? Yeah. So when folks start bringing up who's black and who's not and what the white man and all this, I'm like, what they're trying to do is they're trying to take Jesus out of the picture. That's the only thing that has kept us content. 
That's why we are here right now. Our faith and our hope in Jesus Christ. But seducing spirits and doctrines of devils have come to take that away from us. So now we are questioning the very Christ that brought us this far. We're ignoring everything that God has given us. We're ignoring it. Everything that God has done for us. We're ignoring it. And they're trying to cancel out our Savior. Say you've been calling his name wrong. All this time. So basically Jesus hadn't done anything for you all this time. It's all just been coincidence. Because you ain't been saying his name right. So he's not going to answer to a name that's not right. All this time. You've been following the white man. So everything you gave God glory for, you shouldn't have. Everything you praise God for, you shouldn't have. Everything you thank God for, you are deceived. That's a doctrine of devils. Can I tell the truth in here? Why well, some folks with some strange looks on their face? Amen. We might have some seats next week. You want to go to the angry church that's out there protesting, you go ahead. I'm not finna get upset over nothing I saw on TV. Not TV. Now, if it happened right in front of me, I might have a whole different reaction. But TV is not finna get me in the streets. Not TV. Was watching news anchors last night. These videos, there's some videos on YouTube where they show how news anchors are programmed. And they showed all the different ones. They showed 50 different networks across the country. And all 50 anchors repeated the same joke, repeated the same salutation, repeated the same little funny statement that they made in between. They all did the same little chuckle and laughter. They all looked at each other and repeated the same banter toward each other like robots. All the networks. CNN, Fox, every one of them. No, see, I don't watch Fox News because, you know, that's the white man's network. I watch what CNN says because they're going to tell it like it is. And they got them 50 different states. They're saying the exact same thing, same laughter, everything. Democrats and Republicans, at the end of the day, after they get to arguing, they're going to play golf. Exact same party. How are you, Democrat? I'm Republican and we both Freemason. Somebody might get mad about this video. I'm already in trouble. Ah, I'm in trouble. Men have been provoked to wrath because they lack paternal guidance and masculine role models. They are angry and enraged when a man is raised by nothing but a woman and he doesn't have a man to calm him down and balance him. He's going to believe what he sees on TV and he's going to go load his gun up and run after him. He's going to act emotionally. He's going to blow up and say stuff that he's going to regret later. He's going to do actions and perform different things that he's wish he hadn't done. He's out of control because he's emotional. 
And God did not create men to react emotionally. They lived their lives in regret. All those men in prison acted emotionally. And they live every day wishing they hadn't done it. And they get angry at their father for not being there and teaching them how not to react like that. Anybody growing up wishing that they could be the greatest gangster of all times? That's not what they wanted to be originally. But they became that out of the wrath and the anger that was in their heart. Because they lacked masculine role models and paternal guidance from a father. So now this is the time. Now they're all rising up. Oh, we got to get out of here. We got to march and we got to do Dude, did you pay your electric bill? Why are you living off a woman? Yeah, why a woman paying all your bills? Where's your money? Before you hit them streets, brother, pay your bills with your money. We got to mark this is just injustice. No, injustice is in your house. You pimping your woman. That's injustice. Let's protest that. I'll make a sign. Your inferior self. Run into another fight. Because you can't handle the fight that's really going on in your house. You can't handle responsibility for your family. So you're going to run to the street and protest for somebody else's family. Colossians 3 and 21. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be what? Discouraged. So that missing father, that absent father, sometimes he's in the home and he's absent. He's going to bring wrath in the heart of that child and anger. And that child's going to get discouraged about God, discouraged about Christianity, discouraged about what you said because you're not showing it. You're saying it, you tried to teach it, but you didn't exemplify it. Yeah. You teaching them that God is a provider, but you can't provide. You teaching them that God loves us all, but you can't love your own kids. So they're provoked to wrath and discouraged. Bad decisions are creating bad situations. Don't bad decisions create bad situations? Bad decisions gonna create a bad situation. You're going to feel bad after you make a bad decision. And the situation is going to reflect your bad decision. Instead of allowing God to work on them, their pride causes them to search for answers in their own heads and use their own understanding instead of being taught. So sometimes you can make so many bad decisions, you don't want people to see all the bad decisions you made. So you won't even, you, you won't even submit to any leadership that can help you and you're going to make more bad decisions based on the original bad decisions. Then you've gone so far from the faith that you got to turn into a Hebrew Israelite because they don't care about your decisions. You got to turn into some kind of religion that's not going to check your behavior. Jesus is going to check your behavior. It ain't got nothing to do with the white man. They don't want Jesus because Jesus got commandments. They want to obey the Ten Commandments. Right, yeah, yeah, brother, on the Sabbath, on the, on the Sabbath? What about the club on, the, on, on Friday, Friar's Day? 
Why are you puffing the joint? Smoking the weed and the Buddha. Chewing tobacco. <laughs> Smoking all the spices in the cabinet. Your wife ain't even got nothing to cook with. You got the coming and the time. Bruh, the paprika, really? Can't even make no stew. Do you know they broke so they can't just buy drugs like they want? They got to just make it. Is that toilet paper you rolling that? You rolling that up with? I mean, the brokest movement ever. They don't have nothing. Gonna come to your church to try to preach to your people because you worked hard to get them there. God gave you a following. They just gonna intercept it. Stand up. Oh, y'all know how y'all are deceived. That's the only thing. Man, when that happened Friday, I told my wife, I told my son, because Cameron was like, you know, Dad, I was just hoping you would just stop. It's like, because then I was going to have to run out there and take a bullet for you. I said, shut up. <laughs> but, I told, <laughs> but I told my wife after, you know, I, they, these, these guys want to come into your church and take your audience and get that one moment so they can upload it to the Internet and have a, two seconds of fame. Look what I did. And I told our congregation, I said, you know what you did? You, you disobeyed scripture. The Bible said, rebuke not an elder, but retreat him as, entreat him as a father. That's all you did. You want to get that on tape? You want to believe the Ten Commandments, but you're not going to believe that commandment? Rebuke not an elder? Brother, you would drop dead talking to that pastor like that. And if you was in the Old Testament, where you say you came from, Brother, a lightning bolt would have hit your gold teeth and shocked you into another dimension. Some of you are original Hebrew boy. You, them Levites would have cut you into pieces. Proverbs 18 and 2. Fools have no interest in what? And that's why he came. They was mad at me because James White ate them alive and I pushed it. I had it on everything, EX Minute. I, I used every outlet I had to show them getting toe up. Because I don't do debates, all oh, but James does. And he ate them alive. And I mean, did it twice. How you gonna go back in there? Dude, if I done got just... <laughs> you ain't gonna knock me out twice. You know what I'm saying? I, why you go for a rematch? Oh, we gonna get him this time. And he did the same thing again. idiot fools have no interest in understanding they only want to air their what fools have no interest they don't want to submit to authority they don't want to learn from others they don't want to sit under teaching and be taught they don't want to mature to a certain level they don't want to grow they don't want the process they just want the progress Ooh, hey, I need to write that down, write that down, baby. That's going to the next video. But they don't want it. They only want to air their what? 
own opinion. Here's what I think is going on. Turn the camera on. Here's what I think is going on. See, no, 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 brother. I think you have bills you need to pay. I think there are some children somewhere that look like you and you're not taking care of them. That's what I think. That's, that's what I think you should be showing. Show pictures of them on your YouTube channel. Can I keep preaching in here? Bible said that the sons of Issachar, they know what to do. They knew what to do. Wisdom is available for anyone who desires it. However, those who refuse to submit to authority and leadership usually block their own access to wisdom and guidance. So if you don't want to submit to authority, you're not going to get wisdom and guidance. God is not going to raise you up on your own and teach you everything you need to know. He's not going to do that. He has an order. You got to submit. You got to sit. You got to learn. You got to gain wisdom through time. Jesus, 12 years old, he wasn't healing the sick and raising the dead. That didn't happen until he was 30. He had to learn. He had to mature. He had to get older. He couldn't call the 12 disciples if he didn't know what he was doing. He had to wait till he was old enough to call them. They weren't 12 kids playing in the, in, in the playground and all of them 12. Hey, Peter, hit me, mama. You go tell Peter. Come here, Peter. That's not how it happened. They didn't all grow up together. He didn't go up to Peter and say, hey, Peter, I want you to follow me. And Peter said, nah, you follow me. Matter of fact, let's just walk together. No, he said, follow me. Why did he say follow me? Because he was the master. He was the one with the information. He was the one with the knowledge. He was the one with, the, 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 with everything that those guys needed. So how are you going to equate yourself with him? That's what these men want to do. They want to equate themselves with everybody because they didn't watch. I, well, I watched 20 hours of YouTube. Well, I watched 40 hours. I'm, I'm the leader. I'm watching it now, brother. You, you, I'm, I'm watching it now. It's on in my headphones. I'm listening to it. And so they're just deciding who's in, who's in charge. Wisdom is available for anyone who desires it, but you got to submit to authority. You got to sit under someone to learn. You have to be taught. Amen. Proverbs 21 and 24. Proud and haughty scorner is his name who dealeth in what? Proud wrath. You know what proud wrath is? Proud wrath is you get angry when somebody try to correct you. You get mad when somebody rebukes you. When someone in authority rebukes you and handles you as a leader handles a pupil, you get upset because you're proud and you think you're equal. And you, you, you're not taking into account where that person has been, what they studied, how much they truly know and how God has led them to the point that they're in now. I get around men, I get around some pastors, sometimes that pastor may have 15 members. But because he's 70 years old, grown kids with grandchildren, great-grandchildren, when I get around him, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And if he go to talking something, you know, that I don't agree with, you know, and it's probably just some, some old, you know, they, maybe they believe some Catholic ceremonial kind of stuff. But that stuff ain't going to make me mad where I'm going to go off on this man of God. I'm going to sit there and I'm going to respect 
just the years he's been on earth. That's honor. God blesses me for that. I make him feel any kind of way he want to feel. He call me son, you know, young whippersnapper. Wet behind the ear yet. That's right. Yes, sir. I laugh at I ain't gonna. Now, wait a minute, sir. I think I have more members than you. I'm looking for the lightning bolt. Because neither one of us have members. Proud wrath. God will speak through his leaders. And when men choose to be defiant, they become their own gods. So when you defy leadership, you're your own leader. You're God. That's what these movements are. The black man is God. He's a God. He's like a God. Small God. Small G God. So in his own head, he makes his own decisions without the counsel of wisdom from his elders. Yeah. Oh, and you can get followed on YouTube like that because nobody's going to ask you where you came from. They're not going to ask you, who are you in fellowship with? They're not going to ask you, who's leading you? They're just going to come on YouTube and see you, and their anger is going to relate to your anger. Like a Pied Piper. You mad, I'm mad. Man, I'm going to listen to what you say so I can take your angriness and spread it to the folks that, I, that I'm mad at. Proverbs 12 and 15, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. Ain't that the truth? A fool thinks he's right. And will argue you down, thinking he is right. Just as dumb as a donut. But think he is right. But he that hearkeneth unto what? Counsel is wise. Can I keep preaching? Men do not know what they do. Uh, Men nowadays, they do not know what to do. So they get angry. Emotional men. They don't know what to do. A father would teach a man, when you don't know what to do, come talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. Landon knows. If, if he ever gets to a point in his life he don't know what to do, he's going to call his daddy. Right? But when men don't have that, and they don't know what to do, they get angry. And they start thinking, if I had had a father, if my father had been there, So they get angry at their father all over again. And that wrath builds up. Those who refuse to submit to authority and leadership usually block their own access to wisdom and guidance. Proverbs 21 and 24. Proud and haughty scorner is his name who dealeth in what? Oh, I already read that, didn't I? Where am I? Oh, man, it don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. This makes it even harder to get back on track and submit to what? So their anger causes them to make decisions that they regret, which pushes them further into fear and doubt. You understand what I'm saying? So that anger, instead of going to someone that may know, seeking wise counsel, your father would not find somebody smart. Find somebody that's doing it the way you want to do it. And they're having some good success at doing it that way, from what you can see. Go to them. But if you don't do that, you're going to make decisions you regret. And it's going to push you back into fear and doubt. This makes it harder to get back on track and submit to God's authority. 
So you've gone so away, so far away from God's authority that you can't find your way back. This makes it even harder to get back on track. Ecclesiastes 7 and 9. Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry. For anger does what? It resteth in the bosom of who? Fools. And the sons of Issachar, all their brethren were at their commandment. Do you hear me? They were following the leaders of these, of this tribe. The children of Issachar that wanted guidance followed the leadership of the brethren that God appointed over them. So because God appointed leaders over them, when they wanted wisdom, they could go ask the leaders. Right? You can go ask God for wisdom and God's going to point you to somebody that has that wisdom. Man, I just preached. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. It's going to point you to someone that has that wisdom. Because God wants us to need each other. That's how his order works. It's what he created the church for. Hebrews 13 and 17. Obey them that have rule over you. And do what? How do they miss this? Submit yourselves. For they watch for your souls. As they must give an account that they may do it with joy, not with grief. For that is unprofitable to you if they're doing it in grief. So you submit to authority. These religions, these beliefs, 5%, all this stuff, there's no authority to submit to. If I get mad, I can cuss you out and start my own group. And the anger just permeates and it just keeps going. Amen? Are y'all listening? It's just hot. Y'all don't want to move too much. <laughs> Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> many people, yeah, many people want to end biblical religion because they don't want to follow leadership because of their experiences with previous leadership. So they, they were under some bad leaders, some homosexual leaders that hit on them, some freaky deaky leaders that hit on their wives. Some bad leaders that didn't pay the church bills and when they went into church, it was padlocked. Yeah. Leaders that stole from the church. Leaders that cussed in the pulpit. Amen. Some old crazy leadership. And so they want to throw away biblical religion because of that. Hebrews 10 and 25, the Bible says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of Psalm is, but exhorting one another as so much the more as ye what? Man, as the end is coming, it's more important now than ever for us to come together. We need, look at somebody and say, I need you. We need each other. We are working secular jobs. We are working for the devil, around the devil. The devil telling us what to do all day. We need to come in here and be with each other. Like-minded believers. Iron sharpening iron. Making each other stronger, holding each other accountable. Amen. Amen. All these, man, we got a room full of Uber drivers. They catch you going to the club, they're gonna pull over, they're gonna tell the person they drive and say, hold, hold on one second, I gotta make a stop. Pull over and say, hey man, what you doing at this club? You better get out of here, man. I'm sorry, man. I got weak, man. Okay. 
I'll, I'll follow you. <laughs> Accountability. Without that, you in your own head, you can do whatever you want to do and believe that God's going to forgive you. So we need each other, especially in this time. More than ever before, we need each other. This was God's plan. He left this plan. We can't defy it. People desire, man, without the church, without the fellowship, your life is going to get worse and worse. Your issues are going to be amplified. Your health is going to fail. You don't have anybody to lay a burden on. You don't even have anyone to help you carry it. Look at somebody and say, I need you. People desire to create their own spirituality and totally disregard leadership and fellowship. They believe that, let me take a breath, <clears throat> in spite of their constant error and judgment, inconsistent behavior, bad decisions, lustful desires, emotional instability, lack of understanding, knowledge depravity, family drama, fatherless issues, etc. They should be followed, supported, and leaders of others. They're going to just decide. They're going to put on the raiding suit. <laughs> dress like Mortal Kombat. Start preaching. The black man stuff. But in spite of all these other things. Constant error in judgment. Inconsistent behavior. Bad decision. Lustful desire. Emotional instability. Lack of understanding. Knowledge depravity. Family drama. Fatherless issue. All those issues. And they're going to stand up and start a movement. And they're going to draw all that to them. And take everyone nowhere. First Timothy 3 and 2. A bishop then must be what? Blameless. Husband of one wife. Vigilant. This next one. Sober. A leader can't be on drugs. He can't smoke weed. The weird thing is, why does he need weed? That's what nobody says. If you're leading me and you need weed, you can't lead me. That means you're using the weed to do something that the fruits of the spirit are supposed to do. You're using weed to clear your head and feel better about things even though everything is hazy. You don't have the love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance to do that? Temperance? Self-control? You want to start a ministry and you don't have self-control? Every woman you see is naked? And you finna preach on YouTube? Spirit of lust is a demon in you. And you finna lead, folks? Man, I'm preaching in here, I don't care. You got all these problems, boy. Get somewhere and sit down and shut them and take that raiding suit off. You ain't raiding. That's a fictional character. Why are you preaching with swords on your back? You ain't, this ain't Tenchu. You're not a ninja. Man, what? Don't play so many video games, you just found the character you're going to turn into. I'm Kano. I have my face as an iron plate. Man, you better get some. Get out them video. 
They challenged me to a sword. Did I tell you how they challenged me to a sword fight? They challenged me to a sword fight, the Hebrew Israelites. Brother, if I, if, we, if I come to a fight, I'm bringing my AR-15. That's my sword. You can bring, you can bring some iron if you want. Mine's going to be mixed with gunpowder. Brother, I'm in 2016. You can be in the Bible days. Run up like Ali Baba. Sword fight. A duel. We're going to have a duel. A duel. But you have to be sober and of what? Good behavior. Good behavior. Oh, I hope y'all enjoyed this. Summary! It's the truth anyway. The problem with our world today is that people have given up on God's way. Many have decided that the internet is a better source for church than physical fellowship with the saints. These newfound beliefs, black Hebrew Israelites, 5%, nation of Islam, etc., seek out men that have been hurt by Christianity or let down by the Christian church and give them false beliefs of being greater than others. They make them feel that they are special and have been lied to about their true worth. Men with low self-worth fall for this and accept the teachings because they can excel in these belief systems without ever being moral or renouncing carnal habits and desires. Because most of them lack authority and true leadership in their upbringings, they are comfortable believing that these things aren't required to have God. Even some Christians have left the church because they do not want to submit to authority. They stay home and get fed by internet preaching and totally forsake the fellowship of God's people. They lack strength and true understanding because they will not submit to God's system of fellowship and leadership. These people are easily led astray by their emotions and manipulated by the media and the powers that be. They run to protest and organize gatherings against social issues, but ignore the issues that they are causing. Can I say that again? They run to protest and organize gatherings against social issues, but ignore the issues that they are causing. They pay more attention to issues outside of their home than their own issues. They want to deal with problems that they are not responsible for instead of dealing with the problems that they are causing. They neglect what their family really needs and replace it with what they want. They have knowledge but never truly understand that the problem is them. Until we deal with ourselves, we cannot march for others. Until we adhere to God's plan, we will continue to cause issues to march against. Until we point the finger at ourselves, and line up with God's will for all believers, we will continue to be at fault for the ills of our society. We have to start with ourselves. Put the camera on us. Deal with ourselves. Amen? The Bible tells us that this is going to happen. Tell them. Tell us, the disciple said, when shall these things be? In other words, Jesus, what time is it? What's going to show it? What shall be the sign when all these things shall be fulfilled? And Jesus answered and began to say, take heed 
lest any man deceive you. In other words, there's going to be a lot of deception going on. A lot of deception. Many going to come in my name saying, I am the Christ. Now the passage, he said, they're going to say, he's over here, he's over here, he's over here. He's like this, he's like this, he's like this. He said, don't pay it any attention. Because they're going to deceive many. And when ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, be ye not troubled, for such things must needs be, but the end shall not be yet. For nation shall rise against nation. And this is the catcher. Kingdom against kingdom, which is race and ethnic group against race. And there shall be earthquakes in diverse places and there shall be famines and what? And what? And what? Troubles. Like you saw this week, there will be troubles. And when you see all of these troubles, know that these are the beginning of sorrows. I'm telling you now, don't get angry and run out and do something that you'll regret. Remember, remember, remember that is TV. Remember that there is an agenda. Remember, I talked about it in Truth Behind Hip Hop Part 4. That the media is owned by Luciferians that are bringing Satan's agenda into this world. Ushering it in through the media. So don't be angry. Everyone bow your heads. Father God, I thank you for a message like this. For the timing of it. Father God, I thank you, Lord, because you hold us in your hands. Our safety belongs to you. And our commitment to you, Father God, needs to be stronger than ever before. So I pray right now that these people, under the sound of my voice, God, would trust their leader. And in this hour, would not allow the enemy to provoke them to wrath, provoke them to making bad choices. Provoke them for saying the wrong thing. Provoke them into doing something damaging. And even if they feel anger, Lord, you said, be angry, but sin not. So help us, Father God, to follow your way and stay on course and not be distracted and keep our focus and not take the bait and not do things we'll regret. So that we will be standing like that tree planted by the rivers of living water. And when the smoke clears, we'll still be standing. Help every man in this room under the sound of my voice to protect his home, protect his children, protect his wife. Help them, Father God, to stand in the doorway of their home. And not allow the enemy to spoil their goods. Help us as heroes to stand strong in this hour. This is what we are to do. 
this is what you desire from us. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Listen, I care about y'all, okay? I feel like God wanted me to say everything I told you today. This is something that I was preparing for a message I was going to do later this year. But I, be, I believe God wanted me to share it with you because of the time we're in now. Okay? I'm going to do something right now that I've never done before. And I'm going to do it. Because I, I feel there's a need for it. I told my wife I was going to do it. I told Brother Eddie I was going to do it. But if you have a question about anything concerning what's going on, I want to address your question right now. We're going to pass the mic and you can stand up and ask a question if you need an answer. And I'm going to try my best to answer your question if you have it. We're going to be respectful and honor. If you're a Hebrew Israelite, don't even try it. But if you're sincere in your heart, I want to open up the floor and allow you this opportunity if it is you. And if, it's, if not, we'll just move on and we'll end the service. Anyone in here? Is there clarity in the building? Are we clear? Clear? Did the message do it? Clear. Okay. Don't nobody take to YouTube. Don't take to Facebook Live. Snapchat. Especially not that God-forsaken Periscope. I hate that thing. That Periscope is a deadly thing. Because that joker will feed, your, feed you emotionally. And as people send you hearts while you're talking, you'll begin to feel more love about what you're saying. People commenting real time while you're talking. Y'all, that's an animal right there. I don't fool with it. You will get caught up in, in smelling your own stuff. And thinking you are special because hearts are going up. While you talking. You got to be careful. But don't take to the internet. Don't voice. Don't sound off. That's what they want you to do. And that's definitely what your employer wants you to do. Listen to what I'm... Y'all better listen to me. Folks can get on there and say what they want to say when they don't work jobs. Okay, let the, let the non-job workers do that. But if you work a job, keep your mouth shut. Let the preacher talk. Let the preacher talk. Because they're watching you. They're making notes. Then you're going to come to the church needing help because you got fired. They don't have to tell you why. But they watched what you said. Black and white and the race and white. And everybody you work for is white. You need to get somewhere and shut up. Let the non-job havers do that. They can talk racism all day because they, they, they don't know what it is. I mean, I guess the mailman came and threw the mail at them or something. I don't know. I mean, because they're at home. But don't you do it. Listen to me because they're watching you. All right? We're going we're gonna to get through all of this. We're going to get through it. Okay? This is going to pass just like all the rest of them. But keep your focus. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right.
Good. You got a question? How the cameraman gonna have a question? Okay, hand him a mic. You better keep recording too. <laughs> uh, with the with the passing of the homosexual marriage, and you know, it just seems like God's judgment is just coming down swiftly on this country. So, honestly, I just feel like looking at Sodom and Gomorrah and everything. I feel like sometimes I'm thinking I should just pack my bags, take my take my family, and just move to a, a little corner of the country, a, a, a little corner of the, uh, the world somewhere where it's just isolated. So should we just pack our bags and, and go? Because, <laughs> because I just feel like God's judgment is, is coming swiftly. And, and you know what I mean? So, yeah. Good question. Good question. Can always count on Tim. Tim, that's a good question. Um, you pack your bags and go somewhere, there's going to be a homosexual at that airport greeting you. Come on, just, just, just come on. And then you go and you live. I'm telling you. Y'all, actually, honestly, America is a whole lot better than most places. Think about it. We're still assembling. We're still worshiping. We still have jobs. Y'all drove up here in something nice. Some of you something real nice. So, I mean, it's not as bad as the media is trying to make it look. Nobody come to your house and forced you out. Nobody's coming here and stopped us from worship. That's going on in other countries. Amen. I ain't hiding money in a Swiss bank. I'm not doing anything. Because when they come, they come. When it's over, it's over. But I'm going to be found doing what God has told me to do. Amen. Yes, sir. Um, first of all, I'd like to say how, how much of a blessing your ministry has been for me and my family. That's the first thing I'd like to start off with. Thank you, sir. You re-innovated the way I look at the Bible and those stories make sense now to me. Thank you. And uh, I like to say, as a business owner, I own a barbershop, so it's, uh, it's mine. So I dictate the tone in that shop. Mm-hmm. And I was wanting to know, should I play your DVDs in there? And, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. By all means. And not to worry about the fence of, of people? By all means. Okay. Dude, EX Ministries was spread through barbershops and beauty shops all, right. all over the nation. All over the nation. Show them. That's your shop. That's your shop. And if you cut good, they'll come sit through it. They will. And they do. Yes, sir. I'm the only place they can go. Yes, sir. They be sitting right in there mad. Can you get a little madder so you can raise this, this eyebrow up so I can go on and get that corner? All right. One more. Yeah, okay. Um, I just wanted to know, um, well, do you know why the gays chose to use the rainbow as their whatever because for for a long time I, I shied away from the rainbow because i thought it was associated with gay until i actually found it in the bible so why it it, it has some deep symbolism um but it's it's basically pertaining to a mockery of of why the earth was destroyed at that time the earth was destroyed at wicked for wickedness and so their wickedness, they want to use the rainbow to show, kind of mock God in, in, the, you know, in the instance that he said he would not destroy the earth by flood again. So they just, they took that and began to use it for that. Of course, some people think it means different colors and that kind of thing, but that's not. It's deeper than that. It's really Gnostic. And they, they're mocking God. And God is right. He's not going to destroy the earth with water again because water is purification. That means it would be reborn. He's going to end it with fire which means that it's over forever. 
Yes, sir. Yes, we are in the last times. When Jesus spoke about all the things that would happen, when he said they would offer you up to, I believe, is that what he said, offer you up to kings and priests? Could you elaborate just on kind of what that means? Yeah, there's a eschatology timeline where some of it has happened, some of it hasn't. Jesus was speaking what was going to happen in their time and warning them what they needed to do in their time in uh, uh, Matthew 24. When you read that, some of it is based on their time frame and some of it has not happened yet. You see what I'm saying? And so it would take me going through to show you which, which was pertaining to them, what's pertaining to now. But they were given up and offered up and killed and scattered and all of that at that time. And then there are many that are being offered up. Same thing happening now. Okay. Uh, this is random, but I got a friend uh, back with my hometown, and he's easily swayed by this doctrines that he hear. Like when he hears something, it seems like it makes sense. He easily follows it. And I want to know why. Like where does that come from? Look like, at his life. Just look at his life. Look at his the inconsistency in his life. That, that that's someone that has no stability. See, to have mental stability, you have to be stable in all aspects of your life. I guarantee you he has no stability. He's not a very stable-minded guy. The Bible says a man that, is, that wavers is unstable how? All his ways, bro. So you can't have stable, you can't be stable spiritually, and you can't commit to anything naturally. Um, I have a friend as well, and he gets on my nerves, to be honest with you. Because he always, if I talk to him, I say, hey, man, uh, how you doing? And he goes into this Hebrew Israelite stuff. Um, would you say that the reason why a lot of black people are attracted to it is because of a lack of identity in Christ? Because that's not popular teaching? No, no. They're finding identity in the Bible based on identity not given to them by their fathers. That's the problem. They're just searching for some authority to give them identity because their fathers neglected to do it. Yeah. My question was for the, for the babes in Christ and even, I guess, some of the, the seasoned people who, likes to, uh, who, who come across these Hebrew Israelites, how, what, what, how would you recommend we respond to those people when they come with this, this garbage, basically? Don't. Don't waste your time. They study to fight. They don't love God or the word. They love the fight. The only thing they know is what they can fight with. So you could talk from a I love God standpoint, but they'll talk from a what you don't know standpoint. They're going to fight with you from the minute you open your mouth. And you can't argue faith. So if this is what I believe, bro, it really don't matter what you say. I believe it this way. So there's really no way to argue faith. You just, hey, man, all right. That's what you want to believe. Fine, brother. You know, unclutch your fist. You know, go ahead. Um, So I have someone in my life that dealt with fatherlessness and making bad decisions and just going through life, really not taking care of their responsibilities. But there's no one over their life that can give them any guidance. So everything that you spoke about today, how, how can I break that down to that person um, who is older than me, who is actually my father? I'd be along. No, a, a, maybe one of the videos could help. Maybe watching one of the videos, 
you know, don't watch the one about fatherlessness first. Like, watch one that don't have nothing to do with it and get, pull them in. Like, watch part five first. That usually always gets them. And then after that, say, you know, now let's set a time and we'll watch part 10. And, you know, and let it, because let, part 10 has had, you know, and I'm not saying this like bragging or nothing, but I've never seen any of the videos do what part 10 is doing. Part 10 is got, I mean, it's got superstars and actors and famous folks just crying. It's, it's really doing something powerful in this, in this time. So I would suggest that, you know, you, you, you did that. And, um, you know, something like that. And that way it won't look like you just, you know, set them up, you know. <laughs> but, but, yeah, th- that. And, uh, and then a lot of love and, uh, and letting, letting fathers know that everything's okay. You know, that's what fathers shy away from. A lot, a lot of fathers keep away from what I'm learning. They keep away from certain kids in the family and they'll gravitate to other kids in the family because those kids don't question any of the past. They're just like, man, let's just go from here. And so they'll spend more time, you know, it's like they'll warm up to that child before they will someone that is, you know, may question them. And then another thing, a lot of times they shy away from the child who's doing well. Because when a child seems to be doing well and they didn't play the part they played in it, they feel some kind of way about that as well. I'm learning all this as I go, you know, just now, just talking and counseling folks and all this. So you got to be real careful that, you know, you, they know that everything's cool. Man, I don't care how things went, you know, right now. I'm just, I just want to love you. I'm just, I'm just trying to be in love. You know what I'm saying? And that helps, that helps a lot. And the videos will bring that other aspect into it, you know, the spiritual aspect. All right? All right. That's it. Amen. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.